and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, today is a big old Friday, May 6, 2022, folks. We are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, for folks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So however you want to watch or listen, we've got you covered in multiple ways. All righty, folks. Man, oh, man. We are back today. And then... There is NBA playoffs back on tonight. How great is that? No NBA playoff basketball on last night. How lame is that? It was supposed to be Bucks Celtics game three. Supposed to be, but they didn't have any games on, so... Unfortunate there, but we're right back tonight, folks. Two games on. Once again, we have to wait one more day to that Celtics-Bucks game three. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal, folks. This is still the best series. Whoever the Celtics face, it's always going to be the best series of that round. We've got two games on tonight, folks, and two teams are up uh, 2 nothing against their opponents. But, but, I don't think these series are close to over, and we'll talk all about that. So, today on the show, breaking down the NBA games on tonight. What are the spreads? And I'm feeling hot on one team tonight. It's a little bit against... The- what the overall narrative on the national media is going. So we have to kind of, I want to correct some things here, folks, because I think we're getting a little bit too out of control with this Mavs team. Everybody's just selling the Mavs, selling the Mavs, selling the Mavs. And I don't know if we should be selling the Mavs as much as maybe everybody else is. So I want to rein it in a little bit and we'll go from there. But breaking down the two NBA playoff games on tonight, and you know we got to bet those puppies. Let's see what those spreads are. Now teams go from on the road to at home are we going to get a little less value most likely but we'll still see what the value is at the end of the day there's also a couple of NBA stories there's big news on who's out who's in who's back out who's back in so we'll talk all that through and then there's just some real juicy NFL stories to go over folks and finally finally after about two uh, about a full year folks a year and a half of us harping that hey let's take it easy on this one rookie quarterback because we don't think he's that good and finally some vindication coming our way finally it's about time we all y'all should have stopped it with this one quarterback about a couple of months ago when we told y'all to but y'all still wanted to clamor over them these fans want this man the fans want to get rid of a proven quarterback to go with a rookie that is fooling everybody folks so some real great NFL stories to talk about and uh, once again vindication over here folks how many times how many times do we have to be right folks for y'all to stop pushing us as hard as y'all do I can understand some pushback but folks I mean I, I posted this yesterday on Twitter and I just got all this hate thread oh my goodness and it was just a, it was a little bit over the top, but you know, y'all gotta stop, y'all gotta stop pushing so hard against me, folks. I kind of know what I'm talking about for everything, everything. But let's digress a little bit and let's start here. We're gonna start in the NBA and then we will transition to the NFL. So before we start breaking down the games tonight, let's see who's in and who's out and what's happening here in the NBA. So quick stories first, and we're gonna start here. 
And uh, this ties in with the matchup today. Maybe we will look at the spread once we finish this quote here. But yes, we understand this. We're gonna under we understand this. We know this, and this is why everybody is just blowing out, blowing the Dallas Mavericks out of proportion. Like, oh my God, they're gonna get swept. They're not getting swept, folks. I just had this conversation with the buddy last night. The Mavericks are not getting swept. He's like, yeah, the Suns are gonna sweep the Mavericks, and I'm like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. He tried to pass that in, kind of easy breezy, not. Nonchalantly, yeah, the Suns are going to sweep the Mavericks. I was like, whoa, hold up there. Hold your horses. Stop it. Stop it. This series is going six, folks. Six. Six at minimum. Could still go seven. The Dallas Mavericks are now at home for game three tonight, folks. Let's stop blowing the Mavericks out of, um, uh, let's stop uh, blowing them out of proportion that this is a bad team. Stop it. The Dallas Mavericks are still good. Yes, they've had a little bit of a skid these last two games games, but everybody's making it out like it was just Luka Doncic the entire year, and we know that's not the case, folks. We've got evidence to back it up, but let's talk about this quote because this is what everybody's kind of harping on, and I don't know if we should be harping on this as much as everybody has. So, Jason Kidd on why the Mavs are down 0-2 versus Suns despite Luka Doncic's individual stats. Jason Kidd says, quote, he had a great game, but no one else showed. We can't win with just him out there scoring 30 a night. Not at this time of the year. And I agree with that 100%. You can't just have Luka Doncic doing his thing. Nobody else showing up and expect to win the game. I agree with that 100%. But everybody's acting like nobody's ever showed up for this Mavericks team all season long. Can we just go back to the last series? Can we go back to series number one where Luka Doncic didn't play the first three games, folks, of that series? Look at this. Did not play the first three games. And they went 2-1 and one during that stretch. They got it done. Jalen Brunson, game one, folks. We had Spencer Dinwiddie, 22 points. We had Jalen Brunson, 24 points. Players stepping up besides Luka in the first series against the Jazz. Game one, and that was without Luka Doncic. Game two, still no Luka Doncic. Jalen Brunson goes off for 41 points, and Maxi Kleber off the bench with 25 points. Two players going manic without Luka Doncic. They've got role players. They just have not been able to get it done on the road. We know this Mavericks home team uh, home energy is way, way different than playing on the road. This Mavericks home court advantage is very, very good. Not as good as the Warriors' home court advantage. I think that's number one. But I think you could put the Mavericks' home court maybe top top five left. Top five left in the series, in, in the playoffs. I think we can do that. I think we could debate that, absolutely. Maybe, maybe even make an argument for top three high three-point explosive teams this Warriors, the Mavericks, getting that at home, folks, it's hard to overcome that momentum for those road teams. So let's take it. We have to take it because everybody's saying the Mavericks are getting swept, folks. I mean, that's a little bit of the the narrative out there. Once again, my buddy just told me the Suns are going to sweep the Mavericks. Everybody in the national media is saying, oh, the Mavericks are done, 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 done. And everyone's kind of scratching their head and kind of calling this Mavericks team like a not good team. Like they weren't kind of breaking like, like they weren't kind of shattering the glass ceiling all regular season long folks this Mavericks team when they end as the third seed 
Oh, and let me see. Let me see. Where did this Mavericks team end up in the final uh, the final rankings? Yeah, the fourth seed. This is a fourth seed team, folks. This is still respectable as heck. They went 52-30. and 30, 52 and 30 in the regular season. The the best team in the Eastern Conference were the Heat at 53 and 29. So one more win for the Heat. We all know the Heat are a very, very good team, but everybody's writing off the Mavericks for wrong reasons, I think, folks. Truly. Let's go back to the first round series. Now we're at game three. Still no Luka Doncic. We had Jalen Brunson, 31 points. Spencer Dinwiddie, 20 points. And everybody got it done. Dorian Finney-Smith, 14 points. The bench, Maxi Kleber, 17 points. Davis Bertans, 15 points. Josh Green, 12 points. They can get it done, folks. I agree. They haven't gotten it done games one and games two, but that's on the road against a very very good Suns team. Now they're on. Now they're back at home, able to feed off that momentum. And if all the role players show up, the Mavericks will win tonight, folks. Then we go to get. Then we get Luka Doncic back at Game Four. Luka Doncic 30 points and Jalen Brunson 23 points and everybody else in the starting lineup 10 plus points. They can get it done with Luka Doncic on the floor. They got it done without him on the floor. They're still getting it done with him on the floor. Game Five. Luka Doncic still playing. Luka Doncic goes 33 points. Jalen Brunson 24 points. Dorian Finney-Smith 13 points. Still getting production by other players. And then game six, Luka Doncic goes for 24 points. We have Jalen Brunson also going for 24 points. Dorian Finney-Smith, 18 points. And Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench, 19 points. We've seen them all get it done on the floor together. Yes, they've struggled slightly, sl uh, a little bit more than slightly, a little, a little higher than slightly these first two games, but they're back at home. This is where we should all fe be feeling good on the Mavericks, that they can win tonight, but everybody is still saying this Mavericks team has zero chance of winning this game, zero chance of winning this series, and are about to get swept, folks. I do not agree. So let's see what the value is here tonight. Is Vegas on our side or is Vegas kind of signing, siding with the traditional national media? And we'll see what the spread um, has to say about that. We can learn a lot from that spread number. We've seen Dallas on the road the first two games against the Suns in this series. They were always plus six. Now that they're at home, let's see how much the plus six drops down. We can assume it drops down a little bit because now they're at home. So um, I'm assuming, I'm predicting if... The Mavericks are agreeing with us that the Mavericks have a really, really good chance of winning here at home. The spread should be Mavericks plus three or plus four. Now, if Vegas is going to side with the national media, then the spread still stays Mavericks plus six or goes even up like plus seven, eight, or nine. And that'd be the most disrespectful thing. And you better believe I'm betting the house if I get Mavs plus seven, eight, nine, ten. Holy moly, that's the bet of the year. I don't see it playing out like that, but we can kind of hope a little bit. Yes, yes, we can hope for the next 30 seconds before I click on the tab and reveal the spread to everybody. We can still hope for a Mavericks 
favorites plus 10 at home because I'm betting everything I have in my bank account. I'm pawning everything in my house. I'm, I'm selling my house instantly. We all know the housing market, folks. Uh, people will pay $100,000 over value instantly. I could sell this house right now and go bet it on the Mavericks plus 10 right now, and I could upgrade my house to a mansion. Well, I do live in a mansion, so I upgrade a mansion to a better mansion. Y'all know, y'all know, right? <laughs> so, here we go. I'm loving the Mavericks here tonight, but what is the spread? I'm hoping for something good. Here we go. Let's refresh. Here we go. We get Suns Mavericks on at 9.30 tonight. And look at that respectful spread. Vegas is telling y'all, stop ruling out the Mavericks. Truly stop ruling out the Mavericks. Mavericks at home against the Suns. Mavs plus one. Suns minus one. There it is, folks. Vegas knows this Mavs team at home. It will light the spark. It will ignite the spark. This is the second round of the playoffs, folks. Give this Mavericks team some more respect. They just took down the Jazz, who everybody is still clamoring over in the national media. We know the Jazz have been done. We've been telling the Jazz for this entire year to blow it up because it is still the same old, same old. Blowing leads. Rudy Gobert not being able to guard the perimeter. We've seen it. And what has this Suns team showed us? We haven't seen any great kind of production from their depth, from their bench. Cameron Johnson is still not right when he showed up game one. I think he had a solid maybe game one, but that's it. One okay game by Cameron Johnson. We still can't rely on this Suns bench. So I just don't understand why everybody is going hard, going this hard on knocking the Mavericks like they didn't just beat the Jazz without Luka Doncic for three games in that series. Let's respect this Mavericks team. So let's double check quickly. Everybody's good to go. So we can officially lock in Mavericks plus one here. So for the Suns, everybody's good to go. And for the Mavericks, everybody's good to go. Tim Hardaway Jr. is still out like we've seen for this entire year. So, give me the Mavericks plus one, absolutely. The home court of the Mavericks, it will drown out the Suns. Yes, the Suns are a very well-oiled machine. Yes, they've been here before. Yes, they've got true superstar leaders in Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Yes, we've seen them do it all. We've seen Chris Paul explode in the fourth quarter when they need to. But, but when that momentum, that crowd noise, the three ball starts falling for the Mavericks, the Suns don't have the shooters to keep up pace with that and to extinguish that momentum, that raucous crowd as soon as you need to, to stop that momentum from uh, just um, going wild, going manic, uh, uh, what's the word, um, exponentially growing, folks. So... Suns will not have enough firepower to keep up with the Mavericks. The shooters will be at home. They'll be feeling good down 0-2, back against the wall. Must-win game for the Mavericks. They go out and take care of business tonight at home. Loving the Mavericks here tonight. And y'all are loving the Mavericks as well. See? Don't let the media brainwash y'all. And that's exactly what y'all are doing right here. Not letting the media brainwash you because the spread. Mavericks at plus one is at minus 115. Suns at 
that minus one is at minus 105. That tells us that everybody is betting the Mavericks here, folks, and I love it. That's the respect. Y'all already got brainwashed once by Vegas with the Nets, and you will not have it again. I respect y'all. Y'all are smart. Y'all know. Y'all know. Congratulations. I got to applaud y'all. That's very well done. Very well done. Not listening to the national media. Not getting suckered in. Absolutely very well done, y'all. So, Mavericks plus one. Absolutely love it. Love it. All right. Uh, before we check out the other game on tonight, and I did peep the spread, and I um, don't agree with it. I don't understand. Uh, shall we? Let's talk about this spread. We're right here. Um, but here we go. Other game on. First game on tonight. Heat at the 76ers. And look at this spread, folks. This spread is the same as the Suns Maverick spread. Heat minus one. 76ers plus one. But what's the difference in this case? 76ers don't have Joel Embiid still, folks. Still no Joel Embiid. Now, this is real interesting, folks, that this spread is the same exact spread as the Suns and the Mavericks. Now, we're big on the Mavericks plus the one, but there's no way we can be big on the 76ers plus one. No, Joel Embiid, there's no chance, folks. James Harden and Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris, they cannot carry it themselves. We know they have no bench. Danny Green is not that guy that can give us 25 plus points anymore. He hasn't been for a while now. And we know Doc Rivers cannot coach this team at all. And look at this. Y'all are taking the 76ers plus one because now 76ers plus one is at minus 115. Heat minus one is at minus 105. Ugh. Ugh. So exactly what we were kind of talking about with the Mavericks spreads the same. Y'all are betting it the same, but y'all are taking the 76ers. We can't bet the 76ers, folks. I just praised y'all for being smart. And now y'all want to bet the 76ers plus one? Ugh. But let's check the ins and outs here because I, I think I did forget about this because uh, two days ago yesterday on NBA Fantasy Labs, the Heat had multiple, like, questionables. So let's check the ins and outs here. That may be potentially why the spread is like this. So let's go to this, and yeah, that's exactly why. Look at this for the Heat, folks. Kyle Lowry, game-time decision. P.J. Tucker, game-time decision. Kayla Martin, game-time decision. Gabe Vincent, game-time decision. Max Drews, game-time decision. Tyler Hero, game-time decision. That's six players, and we know they all play. These are not just kind of players that never play. No, no, no. All those players play on a regular, consistent basis. And they're all game time decisions. But I'm still taking the Heat because the 76ers need Joel Embiid. We've seen the Heat have two starters out, three starters out, three starters, three bench, three starters, two bench, two starters, four bench. It doesn't matter. Whoever's in, whoever's out, it doesn't matter for the Heat because they are well coached, unlike the 76ers and Doc Rivers. Eric Spolstra can and get, hey, I need that next man up mentality. I need some great play because now you're in the starting lineup. I need the role players to play ex especially well tonight because all the starters are out. We've seen that multiple times by this Heat team this year. We've seen that by Eric Spolstra this year. What haven't we seen? The 76ers win without Joel Embiid. I don't think we've seen that happen all year long, right? 
So I got to go against y'all. Y'all had it right. Y'all had it 50% right with the Mavericks plus the one. But we got to go heat minus one here, even on the road, even with all those game time decisions, because no, no Joel Embiid, that's their number one option. That's their primary score. And we all know James Harden has not been as great as we know he has been in his past. I don't want to knock them really at all. The national media is doing that enough for really everybody. So I will refrain from knocking James Arden at this moment. I'll let everything I'll let everything play out in the dust to settle before we truly see what's going on with James Harden here. But we, I, I don't know if James Harden can do it here. I don't know if I can bet James Harden here tonight. And then for the 76ers, Joel Embiid is the only one out. So we get DeAndre Jordan playing again. What is that about? Let me bring up this stat because this is funny. I didn't bring it up. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'll bring it up here now. We know Bam Adebayo is playing tonight. He was not one of those game time decisions. And look at what, <laughs> look at how well Bam Adebayo is on the floor against DeAndre Jordan. Here we go, this stat. Bam Adebayo has 22 points on 90% shooting when defended by DeAndre Jordan this series. And what is, <laughs> what is... Doc Rivers continuing on doing, starting DeAndre Jordan at the five. We know DeAndre Jordan's not that guy anymore. It's so unfortunate, but that's the reality we live in right now. DeAndre Jordan's not a starter in this league. DeAndre Jordan's not a great bench player. He could be. I still think he can give us great production off the bench, but we haven't really seen that in a while on the Lakers, on the 76ers team now. Unfortunate. So, DeAndre Jordan, not a starter, not a role player coming off the bench, but Doc Rivers still insists on starting DeAndre Jordan. Once again, Doc Rivers, what the heck is going on? Why did you trade away Andre Drummond? Why did you throw him into the deal? You should have done everything you could to get James Harden without selling Andre Drummond and Seth Curry. Should have tried everything, but here we are. Those two players aren't on your team. No Joel Embiid, no depth, and now you're down 0-2 in a must-win game at home. Doc Rivers back against the wall. Has that ever been good? No. Uh, uh. I gotta go the Heat tonight, folks. Heat minus, uh, Heat plus one. Love it. Um, hang on. Oh, everything is. Uh, hang on. Is everything changing? Did that spread just flip? What happened with that? Heat plus one now. It was 76ers plus one, right? This spread is flip-flopping big time now. Heat plus one. What's the big news? Why did that change like that? Let me double check. Any breaking news on this 76ers heat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Twitter giving out the number. What the hell is that? The hell was that, Twitter? I might have to not put this video out here. What the heck was that? Jeez. Um, okay. Um, here we go. Any breaking news? Twitter's showing my phone number like that. Like, I don't, I don't need y'all calling me. Um, <laughs> uh, but here we go. Any breaking news? No, no breaking news. Interesting. All right. But I'm taking the heat plus the one. I don't care. Heat plus the one. Give me those. Give me that. Give me that. So for tonight, folks, we're loving the heat plus the one. Give me the Mavericks, uh, plus one as well. I'll take these plus one points here. Loving the Mavericks tonight. And there's still no way we can bet the 76ers tonight with no Joel Embiid. Alrighty, let's keep going here in these NBA stories, and this is great, and we'll know more about this tomorrow, but Steven Adams for the Grizzlies is no longer in the health and safety protocols, so he is good to go to play. Now, do they play Steven Adams for the Grizzlies is kind of the main question. We've seen him 
kind of start, and then they never played him uh, because he was getting a little, a little torched, a tad torched already this series. So Steven Adams, does he play? Does he not play? But he is good to go to play, and that's kind of the biggest thing out here. So against the Warriors, when they don't really have a big, are you going to put Steven Adams on the floor? Once again, going against Draymond Green, we know Steven Adams isn't an offensive big. I don't know if that's the best decision to keep Steven Adams out there on the floor. We like him. I do kind of want to see him play, but, but we've already seen the Grizzlies be like, eh, yeah, we're not going to play him that many minutes or really at all, so... We'll see what the Grizzlies decide to do with Steven Adams. Play him, not play him, keep him healthy for maybe next series or the finals. We'll see what the Grizzlies game plan is, but Steven Adams is good to play now. And we'll see if that affects the Grizzlies decision on the starting lineup. Alrighty, and then here we go. <clears throat> Not great for the Grizzlies, so we got one good news for the Grizzlies, and now the bad news for the Grizzlies. And it has to do with Dylan Brooks with that uh, double... Technical foul with the ejection real early on in game two. But the Grizzlies will be without Dylan Brooks for game three because he is officially suspended one game. The NBA is suspending Memphis's Dylan Brooks for the flagrant two foul on Gary Payton the second in game two that resulted in a fractured elbow for Gary Payton. And we're going to hear from Gary Payton in a second. He's out for a while. But Dylan Brooks suspended for game three. And that's going to be big time loss for this Grizzlies team on the road in that Warriors home stadium loving the Warriors tomorrow we'll see what the spread is and talk about it tomorrow but no Dylan Brooks for them tomorrow and then for Gary Payton not great here Dylan Brooks injures him early in the game Dylan Brooks gets tossed and we get Gary Payton is going to be out at least two weeks here with that fractured elbow this is the official statement from the Warriors Golden State Warriors guard Gary Payton II, who exited Tuesday's Game 2 in Memphis after sustaining an injury to his left elbow with nine minutes remaining in the first quarter, underwent an MRI yesterday in the Bay Area. The MRI confirmed that Payton suffered a, fractured, a fracture in the left elbow in addition to ligament and muscle damage. Ugh, that's never great. He will be re-evaluated in two weeks. Golden State Warriors forward Andre Iguodala, who has missed the team's last three playoff games due to a disc injury in his neck, is making good progress in his recovery, and he will be re-evaluated again in one week. So maybe, maybe Andre Iguodala can, you know, kind of be good to go and fill in a little bit of what Gary Payton can do, because we know Gary Payton's a great defender, and so is Andre Iguodala, so we need somebody here to play defense for for this Warriors team besides Draymond Green, right? So, not a big blow for this Warriors team with no Gary Payton for at least two weeks. Hopefully, they can kind of get by with uh, tomorrow's game. Uh, game four, maybe game five, then Andre Iguodala can come back for potentially game six, maybe close out the series, help bring it to game seven if need be, and then once they head to round three, recheck on Gary Payton, hopefully Andre Iguodala is kind of right, right back to his old self that we all know Andre Iguodala is. 
and then he can kind of help this Warriors team potentially reach the NBA Finals. But this is going to be a big loss for the Warriors, and we'll see if Steve Kerr can overcome it as a coach. We know he can, who's going to kind of be that next man up, and we'll see how the splash triplets continue to play, and Draymond Green's going to have to step up his overall, maybe minutes, uh, to, to fill in for the lack of defense that Gary Payton's going to be out with. So... Unfortunate for Gary Payton right here. Really bad foul by Dylan Brooks. I was maybe expecting more than just a one-game suspension, but that's what the NBA rules. One-game suspension. Dylan Brooks out for game three on the road against the Warriors. And uh, we'll see if John Morant can uh, pull Dylan Brooks' weight plus John Morant's weight. It's going to be tough, but no Dylan Brooks for game three. And then the five. Oh, well, here we go. The Joel Embiid is out for game three. Not good. <clears throat> Um, and it's not looking like he's going to be back anytime soon. Once again, the original narrative with Joel Embiid was, hey, he's going to be out games one and two, looking good for game three, game four, all that. But now game three is out, and we're not even getting like a timetable. Like he's ready to go game four, or he'll be good by game four. So everything's hush-hush on Joel Embiid, which we all know is never good information when they're keeping it hush-hush. If it's something great news, they leak it. They start to kind of advertise, hey, Joel Embiid is coming back. Yes, sir, get ready. Put the fear in the heat, make the heat game plan for Joel Embiid, but here he is out for game three with no signs of return by game four. Not good for the 76ers, not good for the 76ers, not good for Doc Rivers, not good for James Harden, because getting swept in the series, it fires Doc Rivers, and then the media will just jump on James Harden even more than what they already are. Not great. So, Joel Embiid out for game three tonight, which is why we absolutely love the Heat plus one, which is absolutely why it's had scratching that uh, y'all are still wanting to take the 76ers minus one don't understand that uh, but now it's all back now it's all back heat plus one at minus 110 76ers minus one at minus 110 easy uh, even split right here but uh, thanks for the great value on the heat plus one Alrighty, and then the final thing to talk about here in the NBA <clears throat> and we're going back to Ben Simmons folks how great is this how great is this right <clears throat> we get to talk about this Nets team still in the offseason in their offseason uh, let's just go over this quickly because here we go. The Nets say Ben Simmons underwent micro dissectomy surgery to, uh, yesterday in L.A. with rehabilitation scheduled to begin in three weeks. Denver's Michael Porter Jr. had the same procedure while at Missouri. So, that was not great by Michael Porter Jr. Because once again, we were kind of expecting Michael Porter Jr. by the end of the season, maybe at the playoffs. That was what was advertised. And then it was like, oh, nope, we, no, yep, he's not good to go. So Ben Simmons, we all know his saga here. Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm not injured. It's just, hey, the 76ers don't want me, and I'm not playing for a team that doesn't want me. The fans don't want me. The organization doesn't treat me right. I want out. Nothing to do with an injury. He gets traded to the Nets, and then, ooh, yeah, the back. Ooh, I was good, but now the back's acting up, and ooh, yeah, I can't play. And then it was, oh, okay, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. I'll be good to go by the end of the season. We'll get our uh, rhythm down on the floor. We'll be good heading into the playoffs. And then game one comes and he's not good. Game two comes and he's still not good. But game three, when they're at home, maybe. Uh, no. Game four, well, why try when we're already down 0-3? And then, bam, bam, bam. They get swept. Season's over. So, Ben Simmons officially... 
underwent successful microdisectomy surgery uh, yesterday at Cedars Sinai Marina Del Rey Hospital in LA. The uh, procedure was performed by Dr. Robert Watkins. Following an initial recovery period of approximately three weeks, Simmons will begin a rehabilitation program. He is expected to make a full recovery prior to the start of next season's training camp. So there's the next goal post. Ben Simmons will be ready by the start of training camp. Okay. Yeah, we we know those goal posts are going to get moved. At the start of training camp, it's going to be maybe by game one he'll be good. And then, ooh, by the all-star break. And, ooh, by the playoffs. And, ooh. Maybe next year we're going to get the same thing again. So there it is, folks. Ben Simmons officially underwent surgery. And now next training camp. Training camp. That's when he's going to be good. All righty. All righty. I'll see it when I believe it, right? We'll, we'll believe it when we see it. Yes. Yes. Uh, ben Simmons. Let's not talk about the Nets, folks. That's enough Nets talk, honestly, for the entire offseason. Done with the Nets. Y'all know. Alrighty, that is all the NBA uh, that we had to go over for tonight. So just to recap one more time, our bets for tonight, we are loving the Mavericks, folks, and we're getting a point. Can't pass up that value. And then the Heat plus one as well. Don't get fooled by this Mavericks team tonight, folks. Be on the right side. Mavericks will get it done. Alrighty, now let's uh, head over to some NFL, and I see my notifications here on Twitter blowing up, folks. Wow, oh, wow, and I know why, and we'll talk about it in a second, folks, but let's preface it by why our notification inbox is blowing up. It's because we're right. It's because we're right, and y'all don't like to admit when you're wrong. Is that why y'all are blowing up my notifications? Because here it is, folks, the takes by fans vindication a year and a half in the making ever since we started to look at the draft prospects from 2021 ever since we laid eyes on and looked at the stats in the film we're like this is the guy this is the guy that's supposed to be good and then the team drafts some and then we see Jimmy Garoppolo get to the NFC championship game and then y'all still want to throw out the man but here we go vindication time Matt Lombardo verified on Twitter National NFL reporter, folks. This is no scrub. Here it is. Vindication. Matt Lombardo tweets this. I have heard that the 49er staff has has been continually underwhelmed by Trey Lance. Let me read it again. I have heard that the 49er staff has been continually underwhelmed by Trey Lance. Continually underwhelmed. Continually not getting better. Not really great. Not really loving him. And he's continually underwhelming. Not just all of a sudden underwhelming. Continually underwhelming. Y'all wanted Trey Lance to start last season right off the rip. We were like, no, no, no. Jimmy G's a winner. And then what happened? Jimmy G won throughout the season. Wins the final game down on the road in LA on the Rams. Trey Lance is not coming back in that game gets all the way to the NFC championship game yes sir Trey Lance is not doing that 
I have heard that the 49ers staff has been continually underwhelmed. We've been underwhelmed by Trey Lance right off the beginning. Right off the rip, there was nothing good, special about his speed, about his accuracy. Everybody loved when they were talking about Trey Lance as a draft prospect. Everybody was gushing over Trey Lance because he threw no interceptions in 2019. His only, let me mind you, his only season he ever played in college. This man only played one year. Here in college, not in the FBS, folks. The man went to North Dakota State. You know who else went to North Dakota State? Carson Wentz. And what do we know about Carson Wentz? The man is a fraud. The man is not good. The man tricked everybody. We got tricked by Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz tricked us. We were believing in Carson Wentz on this Colts team until week three, and that's when we truly shut everything down. But we were big into Carson Wentz for an entire offseason. I got tricked by Carson Wentz, and now Trey Lance is doing the same thing to everybody, but we've woken up, folks. We've seen it. We're not getting tricked twice by North Dakota State quarterbacks in the FCS. No, no, no. No, no, no. So here it is, folks. Everybody loving this one lone season by Trey Lance in 2019. Didn't play as a freshman. As a sophomore, you go 66% completion percentage. I can get behind that, but only for 2,700 passing yards. What did he do? Rushing yards? 1,100. That was good. That was real good. I'll give him that. 1,100 rushing yards. Holy moly. But once again, FCS. FCS, not even the FBS. This is, uh, you know, the step down. The step down from what we all watch on Saturdays, folks. So he's running. He's very good at running against bad defenses. We already know college defenses are bad. Then you go, and that's in the FBS, folks. That's in the FBS. The defenses are bad. Now we go down to the FCS. Everybody that couldn't really get into an FBS school, and eh, we'll settle for the FCS. Okay, okay, okay. And that's where he can run 1,100 yards. But the big thing right here, Trey Lance, no interceptions, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions for the entire year, everybody gushing over it, and then what happens, folks, he comes back for his junior year, as soon as COVID hit, only could play one game before the season got shut down. And in that one game, he undid everything that he did in 2019. The man threw 50% completion percentage, two touchdowns, and an interception. And an interception, finally throwing that pick. One game into the season. One game. This was going to be, this was going to show us. His junior year was going to show us this man was a fraud. But COVID shut it down. Trey Lance owes everything to COVID. Now, which is kind of the complete opposite. You know, everybody hates COVID because it shut everything down for two years, right? But Trey Lance is like, thank you, COVID. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, COVID, for shutting down the season. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got drafted. I, everybody wants me to start because COVID shut down the season. Wow. Oh, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. So, Trey Lance, folks fooling everybody and now the 49ers are seeing it as well and here it is the notifications keep on climbing everybody's chiming in on our post and we'll check these notifications in a second but once again 
Why are they keeping Jimmy Garoppolo? If they were so big on Trey Lance, he was the guy, no doubt, no debate, no question. We got to get Jimmy Garoppolo out of here as soon as possible. Now, we know you want to get something for Jimmy Garoppolo, absolutely, but you've had multiple opportunities. The draft already came and went. That would have been prime time to trade Jimmy Garoppolo in the draft. Get something, and even if you get nothing for him, that's fine. But now you've got two quarterbacks on your roster that are still kind of both starters. You've told us Jimmy Garoppolo is so great. You've said Trey Lance was going to start already last season. And here we are going into 2022, 2023 with both these quarterbacks still on the roster. No timetable of trading Jimmy Garoppolo. That shoulder still acting up. That shoulder surgery that he had still can't really throw here. So now you've got two quarterbacks on your roster. You've already promised Trey Lance a starting job. Now you're kind of walking that back and be like, well, yeah, there is a scenario where we still have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster and all that. You can't have two starting quarterbacks on your roster. That gets a little messy here. And the longer you keep it, the more it's just going to rub both of these quarterbacks the wrong way. The more that it's going to split the locker room because they're like, why, why are we going to Trey Lance when we got proven winner right here? The whole Debo Samuel whole thing escalating. Now de-escalating a little bit because Debo Samuel has followed all the 49ers people back on Twitter. So maybe that's working out good. But overall, I have heard that the 49ers staff has been continually underwhelmed by Trey Lance. Oh boy. We try to tell y'all folks. This was, we, we told you really kind of, as soon as, you know, Trey Lance was kind of a draft prospect and all that, we were never big on Trey Lance. Do I still have this open? Do I still have our 2021 quarterback ranking up here? Where do we fit Trey Lance in? I think we had Mac Jones as the worst, um, which is something that we got wrong. We got that wrong. That's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. We didn't. It was Trey Lance. Yeah, we had Trey Lance as the worst one. It's right here. We had Trevor Lawrence one. This is how we ranked all the kind of main top quarterbacks in the 2021 draft. We had Trey Lance one, Justin Fields two, Zach Wilson three, Mac Jones five, and that's way low on Mac Jones. He really should be one or two. That's how We got Mac Jones wrong, but I'm telling you, we did not get Trey Lance wrong, and we put Trey Lance at the very bottom right here, folks, the very worst of that draft class. This We've known this, man was not it or ever going to be it we already knew that and then we gave y'all footage in his one game let me go back to the tweet that's making the noise right here that's blowing up our notifications i want to get our correct wording right we said officially, I see nothing good, special, great, consistent about Trey Lance. Starting him in 2022 is a mistake. That came out March 2nd, folks. March 2nd, where we put that take out there. We had the plays. We showed you why. And some people did not necessarily agree with that. Some people are still holding out hope on Trey Lance, even though we disagree, even though the 49ers are now disagreeing. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster, y'all are still clamoring over Trey Lance. I don't see it, but let's get, see why y'all are saying this now. Here we go. Let's see what has been going on. What are y'all blowing up? But let's start here because this started last night. We tweeted out this last night. 
and then this Twitter account, which is so funny, and he gets kind of proven wrong out here. So y'all came to our defense, and I appreciate y'all because y'all called out this. Um, I don't want to call you a clown. I'm not going to knock you like that. But, you know, I don't think this is right. I don't think this is just right to say. So he tweets out to me. Well, let's bring it back a little bit. So we have a Twitter post right here. This is why we re-brought up our March 2nd. And this is why we have everything on the record, baby. Yes, sir. I can pull. I can go back. Oh, I said that. When did I say that? All right, let me go back and pull up a clip. And that's where we get this March 2nd clip from, folks. What We're in May now. Two months ago, we've been trying to tell y'all. And y'all are still not taking our advice. Two months. Uh, two months. Two months you had to mull over this advice. This information, y'all still aren't seeing eye to eye. I don't know if we can help you now, but here we go. So we put, so we get the Twitter account, or the Twitter post, here it is. The 49er staff has been continually underwhelmed by second year quarterback Trey Lance. And then we responded to that, quote, tweeting our March 2nd post saying, we see nothing good, special, great, consistent about Trey Lance. And we show some consecutive plays, some consecutive plays in a game of, you know, why we were saying that we showed y'all the evidence. And we've said, we've been trying to tell y'all. Then this man responds to us, says, randomly selected videos are super compelling. And then what does he do? He's, he has like three different randomly selected videos of Jimmy Garoppolo having bad throws. So you just did the same thing, even though that we didn't do that. You did the same thing you accused us of. Don't you see, folks? Don't you see, you know, how people kind of contradict themselves in trying to prove us wrong? That's how much y'all want to kind of push back on us that you would kind of um um uh, what's the word? Did I just say it? Do you kind of um, contradict yourself? You dig in so much against us. Once again, we told you at the top, just kind of, you know, we've we proven that we've been right. It's not like we're wrong in everything we say and we continue to say wrong things. No, no, no. We've been proven right. There it is, March 2nd. Revindicated today. There it is, two months ago. We just showed you how we ranked Trey Lance, the worst quarterback in that draft class. Right here. We were right. We were right. We're right. And y'all are so adamant on digging in, pushing back against us, that you would actively contradict yourself and not see it yourself. Just let, just, just let us in. Just hear us out. And not everything has to be a big old argument in a fight. You could be like, wow, that's an interesting take. Wow, okay, I can kind of see it a little bit. Yeah, okay, okay, I understand. Not, oh, you're wrong, oh, you're wrong, complete wrong. Here you go, this is why you're wrong and all this. Y'all are so adamant on digging in against us, folks. Just let us in. It's okay. It's okay. We can all we can all be better by just letting me in. We can all win money. We can all bet together. Don't y'all want to be rich? We're trying to get everybody rich. I'm trying to be rich. You think I'm giving y'all bad information that hinders from me being rich? What sense would that make? I want us all to eat, baby. If I'm eating, y'all are going to eat. I'm going to promise y'all that. If I'm eating, if Big Daddy Dog's eating, y'all are going to eat as well. All the pups will eat as well. I'm just trying to make sure so we all eat because there's a lot of people that don't want us to eat, right? Right? Shutting down, you know, uh, GameStop and AMC stock when they were just blasting off to the moon, right? Right? Taxes being taken out. Nobody wants you to eat. I'm out here trying to get us all eaten. And y'all are actively pushing back on the big dog trying to make us all eat. And we can all eat by seeing Trey Lance is not the guy. We can all eat because... <clears throat> 
if, well, I guess we could eat if Trey Lance is a starter, then we all just kind of bet against the 49ers every single game this season, and we can all eat that way, absolutely, but we can also eat by betting on the 49ers next year when Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. I'm just trying to make sure we all eat out here, folks. Stop pushing back on the big dog, yes? So, this man tweets out, randomly selected videos are super compelling, and then goes to three randomly selected videos on Jimmy Garoppolo not playing well, even though Jimmy Garoppolo has 68, 67, 69% completion percentage the last three seasons. You pick out the three selected plays that bring down that amazing, immaculate completion percentage, folks. Once again, that's why we put so much stake into that number. We put a lot of stake into that completion percentage number, folks, because what does it do? Jimmy Garoppolo, every time he's healthy, that man's winning games and getting to the NFC Championship game, getting to the Super Bowl. How are y'all throwing out quarterbacks like that? I will never understand. But then this man comes to our defense. He says it's three straight plays, not randomly selected videos. So then this man has to come up with another argument because he's already dug in that he's wrong. So he says this, three straight plays as in consecutive? Good Lord, you people are right. He must really, he really must be a bust. What is Kyle thinking? A 20-year-old quarterback making three straight unimpressive plays in his second career NFL start? And third, football game in two years. Can't recover from this. So once again, oh, we got called out. He was wrong. He was contradicting himself. So now he has to kind of go to the extreme. I know he wrote that exactly how I read that, where all the emphasis were hitting like that, folks. I'm sure that's how he meant it because that's how he typed it. So, of course, once again, digging his heels in. Okay, okay. What else do we got, though? Let's go to these new... Let's go to these new notifications. Are people on our side? Are people waking up on Trey Lance? That's all we're trying to do out here. We're trying to show y'all we can all eat and show y'all Trey Lance is maybe not the guy. So let's see what these new notifications on. And I think he's with us, folks. Matt, my Reefies. Shout out to my Reefies on Twitter. He likes our tweet saying we've been trying to tell y'all. And then this was funny as well. Shout out to this guy. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Graham on Twitter. Kind of saying uh, to the the guy that uh, was kind of calling us out a little bit. He says, damn, so both y'all quarterbacks suck? Because he saw us, our, our kind of knock on Trey Lance. He saw their knock on Jimmy Garoppolo. So he says, so damn, both y'all quarterbacks suck? So that's very, very good. Uh, at GC underscore NFL. What a, that was a great, brilliant tweet. Absolutely well done. Damn, so both the 49ers quarterbacks suck. <laughs> if y'all say Jimmy Garoppolo sucks, I say Trey Lance sucks then yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe both 49ers quarterbacks are truly trash. All right, what else do we get here? No one is saying Jimmy is good. I'm kind of saying Jimmy's good. Uh, this is back to my reefies. Nobody's saying Jimmy is good. However, the 49ers moved up to three and gave away two futures first for Lance. That guy is there. That guy, that guy is not wrong about Trey Lance. He's really bad. That said, he can improve. And once again, he can improve. It's just, will he improve? How many times have we seen quarterbacks really improve, folks? Josh Allen is the newest outlier that everybody loves to bring up. And I understand it. Absolutely two bad years, third year, holy cow to the moon. Yes, and that gives hope to everybody. But how often does that happen? Because we still get Sam Darnold throwing under 60% completion percentage four years in. We get Baker Mayfield getting thrown into trash. 
trash. Thrown in the trash. Had one good season last year, then went right back down. So how often do quarterbacks truly get better? Tannehill is still stuck. Um, it's Tannehill has not gotten better. Tannehill has not gotten worse. Tannehill has not gotten better overall in his entire career. This Titans, Ryan Tannehill, is the same exact Miami Dolphins Ryan Tannehill, but he was held back because of Adam Gase. But he's overall the, still the same quarterback. Not better, not worse. We have not seen Ryan Tannehill get better. Get better. How many quarterbacks, how often do quarterbacks get better throughout their career? I don't know, especially after starting out really, really bad. What quarterbacks were really, really not good and then got good and then got better? It's really a small group. Josh Allen is really the biggest outlier. That's it, Josh Allen. I can't think of another quarterback. Joe Burrow was already good. He was good right off the rip. Justin Herbert was good off the rip. Tua was good off the rip. He was held back by a defensive-minded head coach. Trey Lance is not held back by anybody, folks. Kyle Shanahan's been to two Super Bowls. He's not holding anybody back. Maybe in the Super Bowl, he'll hold you back by how he calls plays in the second half. But until Trey Lance gets to that point, no, Kyle Shanahan is not holding him back. So my reef, he's kind of with us, kind of with the other guy. Okay. Um, and, um, so, and then my reefies coming back to us, quote, tweeting what we said about him not being good, special, in our video, breaking it down. He says this, good look at why Lance sucks. I didn't see anything special about his running ability either. His arm is great, but misses short range, mid range passage, which is where you make your, your money in the NFL. You can't win without making those passes, especially if you're not to Lamar ask. And that's exactly it, folks. That's the biggest knock on Tom Brady. Oh, he dinks and dunks. Oh, he checks it down too much. Well, he won. That led to winning. So we're going to knock that because you're playing the game because you're taking what the defense gives you because you're making the smart play. We're supposed to knock Tom Brady because he didn't throw the ball 50 yards down the field every single play because he made the right decision to win the game, which is why you play. You play to win the game. Another reason why we can't believe in Trey Lance, folks, not picking up the first downs when you need to. The crucial third and second. Watch this third and two play, folks. Watch this third and two play and see if he can pick up this first down. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's get me babbling here. Let's get to the play. Uh, third and two. Here we go. Third and two. Trey Lance. He's going to roll out to the left. His dual threat ability can't pick up third and two. That's why you have him. Third and two, Trey Lance, dual threat quarterback. Run the read option. Get him on the corner. Get him two yards down the field. He can't. He picked up half a yard on third and two running the ball. Why we can't buy Trey Lance, folks. What else do we get here? We got other people chiming in. Faithful to the tray. Oh, boy. What is faithful to the tray? Wow, this man made an entire Twitter account loving Trey Lance. I don't know if that's the right call. Not if you know how to break down tape, it doesn't. Want multiple experts analysis? Something makes sense. Something makes me think you won't care. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, and welcome to the list. So, all right, we're on, now on the list. My reefies is on the list. We're on the list here. All right, we don't know how to break down film, I guess. That's our next thing, even though that we break down film every single week during the NFL season over the last two years under our belt already. We don't know how to break down film. Okay, okay. Then we get Chris Sadie. Okay, what is Chris Sadie saying? Is he with us? Not a lot of guys look great their first two starts, and plenty of those ones 
that do bust. He wasn't expected to play versus Arizona. Once again, is that true? Is that true that not a lot of guys look great their first two starts? Is that really true? Let me bring up Joe Burrow's first two starts to that, man. Because we know Joe Burrow's great, yes. Two years in, coming back off that injury, already got to a Super Bowl. I could say that we can say Joe Burrow's great. What did he do his first two starts? Is there anything really kind of, uh, is that a good, because that's something that sounds good. I just want to, I want to um, investigate it. Once again, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but why we're kind of having quarterbacks up for recertification, you know, just kind of going around town and being like, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson's so great. That's that's That seems easy to say. That sounds right to say, right? But is it truly right? Like what that man just said, you know, a lot of quarterbacks don't look good their first two starts. Yeah, that sounds good to say because they're rookies, because they're young, because they're inexperienced. That's easy to say. But is it truly true? So here we go. Joe Burrow, first two starts. Does this man have an argument let's see 2020 Joe Burrow game one here we go game one lose against the Rams 22 or lose against the Chargers but he threw 63% completion percentage 193 yards no touchdown one pick not the greatest but that's a great completion percentage number game two lose through thir- uh, 60% completion percentage 316 yards three touchdowns no picks lose by five oh, that seems like a great game that's not a Trey Lance game. Let's see Trey Lance's first two starts. Because that's a great first two starts by Jim, uh, by uh, Joe Burrow. Those are two really good starts for a rookie, inexperienced quarterback. Uh, wouldn't you say? Great completion percentage, only one pick, three touchdowns, over 500 yards in two games? Yeah, I would say that's good. I would say that's good. Let's get Trey Lance's first two games. And then we're going to look at Justin Herbert's first two games. And then we'll have our official verdict and ruling on this potential right or wrong statement here we go Trey Lance let's get his first I want to get his official numbers up here here we go Trey Lance here we go first two games first two games where he started here we go game one against Arizona which we all watched and oh well he wasn't expected to play okay so he wasn't ready to play five weeks into the season oh I wasn't expected to play so I'm not ready to play what is that I'm not using. I'm not make, I'm not gonna uh, use that as an excuse and kind of say, "Oh wow, well that's why he didn't do good. He wasn't ready." Joe Burrow was ready week one. He didn't have that four week buffer to truly see how it all works out. How it all works out. All right, I gotta sleep now. I gotta set my alarm. I gotta get on the bus, get on the plane, meet the team here, fly to the game. How does the game work? Oh my goodness! Wow, this is a lot louder than in college. Wow. Oh wow, these are a lot bigger people than in college. Wow. Trey Lance got four games to kind of get acclimated to that. So spare me on that. But here we go. Trey Lance's first start. Fifty-one percent completion percentage. One hundred ninety-two yards. No touchdown. One pick. Okay, still kind of the same yards, touchdown, interception, same as Joe Burrow, but at least Joe Burrow was accurate. 63% completion percentage, that's really good. That's very, very good. 63% completion percentage compared to 51, everything else the same. Uh, uh. Here we go, game two, he started one more game, week 17. Uh, oh, oh, whoa, had the entire year to really kind of shape up, shore up. Here he goes, he throws 69% completion percentage, 249 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. That's a good game against the Texans, though. One of the worst defenses in the league. I'll still give Trey Lance's credit for going out there and getting it done, but overall, let's look at the defense. Joe Burrow was throwing three touchdowns against the Browns defense, which was good in 2020. That was a good Browns team. They got to the playoffs. So, meh. All right, I'll give Trey Lance a solid game, too. 
Here we go. And let's bring up Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Let's see what this man's rocking with his first two starts. Here we go. Jay Herb, we know he's great. We know he's great. First two starts for the Herb man. Didn't play week one. Because that's the, he wasn't expected to start, right? Right? Justin Herbert wasn't expected to start right off the rip. Remember? Doctor sticks Tyrod Taylor's lung with the needle. Uh, not great. Justin Herbert has to take over. So he wasn't expecting to play here. Here he goes. Game two, not expected to play. 66% completion percentage, 311 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Lose by three against the Chiefs. Wow, that's a great game. Game number two. 71% completion percentage, 330 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Lose one possession, lose by five against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Once again, that's a pretty good game, yeah? Yeah? So, you know, making excuses, oh, Trey Lance wasn't good his first two starts. Oh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow were, though. I don't know if that's a great argument to be had. All righty. And uh, we got a new one, a new one from the guy that knocked us to begin with. Let's see. Here we go. He said, it's not defensiveness. It's amazement at how stupid some of you are to be drawing negative conclusions about any player, much less a 21-year-old at the most difficult position in football after two and a half games, one of which was an extremely good performance. So there it is. Um, it's amazement that we can draw conclusions. Y'all like y'all don't like sports talk. Y'all truly do not like 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 sports talk, folks. What are we supposed to do? Not talk about anybody until they're, they've won five Super Bowls and are 15 years in the league are we not supposed to talk about anything until they're already proven good should we not talk about any player be before they do tom brady numbers like what are we doing here we're tracking we're giving you active commentary on their career so there's no revisionist history i don't want 10 years down the line oh trey lance was so great coming out of the gate wow trey lance was flawless out of the gate because that's knocking joe burrow and justin herbert who were truly great off the gate out of the rip yes y'all y'all do not like sports talk this is sports talk every day what are they doing what's the narrative is it right is it wrong is it actually good because that's actively knocking the great players that came out and got it done right off the rip justin herbert 5,000 yard season second year in joe burrow great great year one great off the rip gets injured oh my goodness brutal injury comeback player of the year gets to the super bowl yeah yeah let's get hype about those players oh but y'all want us to stop talking about y'all want us to stop talking about sports because your player that you want to believe in isn't having good success right off the rip, so we shouldn't praise the other great quarterbacks that are great right off the rip? Y'all want us to wait 15 years before we talk about anything? Okay, I'll see you in 15 years. The Daily Sports Talk Show here takes by fans doing it for two years. Okay, we'll see you in 15. We'll see you in 15. We'll have all of our, well, we'll just wait 15 years. We'll wait till 15 years to talk about Trey Lance. All right, if that's what you want, I'll see y'all in 20, <laughs> 2037. I'll see y'all in 2037. I will not do another show till 2037, and then we'll break down 15 years of NFL football in an hour podcast because y'all don't like sports talk. Okay, okay, all right. I'll see y'all in 2037. Good night, goodbye, and I'll see you then. 
Of course we're not going to do that dumb stuff, folks. It's sports talk. We're tracking. No revisionist history. Y'all want us not to talk so y'all can have revisionist history. Wow, Trey Lance was great right off the rip. Trey Lance is the best quarterback of all time because he was great right off the rip. Mmm. Eh. Eh. Can't really say that now, can we? Can't say Trey Lance was great right off the rip because he wasn't great right off the rip like Joe Burrow, like Justin Herbert were. And now, now we're in his kind of going into his second year, and now we get the quotes of, oh, yeah, Trey Lance, the 49ers, uh, they're just not really sold on him. Continually underwhelmed. Continually underwhelmed. Y'all just want us to gloss over that because it's negative on Trey Lance. Okay, let's not talk about that for 15 years. Let's wait till Trey Lance has 15 years under his belt, 15 years of experience, and we'll talk about him then. That's yawn. I'm taking a big yawn on that one folks this is sports talk this is sports talk yes jeez jeez stop it spare me spare me jeez so that's what uh, we're dealing with over here, folks. People are digging in their heels on heels on Trey Lance, and I don't know if that's the best move to be had, but we'll see who's going to be right once again. Who's going to be right? Is it going to be us or is it going to be y'all? We'll see. We'll see. We've got the track record. We called Bucks to win last year. We called Rams to win this year. We called... We called the Nets not scary. They get swept. All that. Okay. 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 We digress. We digress. Y'all already know. We don't need to, you know, brag about our accomplishments every single show. I could. I will. And that's what has to happen. But we don't need to. My success speaks for itself, folks. Uh, But we'll digress on all of this. Let's digress on all this, folks. Trey Lance. I'm just telling y'all, we get in NFL inside reporters saying that the 49ers staff are continually underwhelmed by Jimmy uh, by Trey Lance. That's all I'm saying. We said it. Now we're hearing it from this, and we're just telling you what we've been hearing, folks. That's it. That's it. Let's move off of Trey Lance. And let's see what else we got up here. Because this is not good either. And once again, were we a little right here? A little vindication again? Holy moly, two for two right off the rip. Vindication talk? Wow. But once again, once again, according to this man, Santa Monica MM. I mean, he does have Borat as his, uh, you know, avatar picture with 53 followers. So classic troll out here, right, folks? Once again, uh, maybe we should authenticate everybody on Twitter Elon Musk, right? Because we just get people uttering nonsense just to get a rise. And here it is, us falling for it. Uh, uh. But here we go. Why we were maybe right again. Here we, here we go. The Panthers and Seahawks no longer have trade interest in Browns, Baker, Mayfield, folks. And really, those were the only two teams left that really needed a quarterback here. Panthers, Seahawks, really the only two teams left with no concrete Starting quarterback, Panthers with Sam Darnold, Seahawks, uh, you know, losing Russell Wilson. Who did they, didn't they just pick up somebody else, though, in the interim? Let me bring this up here. 
Obviously, whoever, if I can't remember the name, it's not a good quarterback. But here we go. Seahawks have Drew Locke. That's who it is. Yeah, Drew Locke's not that great. So two teams that could definitely utilize a veteran quarterback that has won in this league, that has gotten to the playoffs, that have won a playoff game. Yeah, that would be something that maybe you would want in your organization at this point, having Drew Locke and Sam Darnold as your active current starters. So the fact that those two teams are shutting Baker Mayfield down and out... That's not great. And what do we just say, folks? Once again, as soon as the Browns called Baker Mayfield a non-adult, the Browns said, we want an adult at that quarterback position. We knew that was a death sentence quote on Baker Mayfield. And we talked about it. And we said that was disrespectful as heck for the Browns to do that because we knew he would never get a starting job again, a real starting look again because of that one quote. That is a death sentence quote to call a quarterback a non-adult because that's your leader, that's your captain. We cannot have any child, any childish behavior at the quarterback position. That's not going to win a ring. No way. No way. We've seen Johnny Manziel, right? That's not really working out. Baker Mayfield, not really working out here. So... Now, Panthers, Seahawks, who have kind of always been in the mix, always been in the discussion, oh, always in the chirps, the whispers, oh, Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks, Baker Mayfield to the Panthers, oh, Baker Mayfield's going to get dealt on draft night. Of course he wasn't. These teams heard the quote already. There's no coming back from that. Baker Mayfield, everybody was sympathizing with Baker Mayfield. The Browns released a quote. Everybody moving off of Baker Mayfield, and it kills his career. Panthers, Seahawks no longer have trade interest in Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield. The man's career is officially over because the Browns said he was a non-adult in the locker room. Wow. Oh, wow. Browns did the man a little dirty. We were never big on Baker Mayfield. We never thought he was that great. But I don't know if he should be ran out of the league like this. Maybe give him one final chance on a new team to see if uh, a new team can kind of scheme their way to winning football with Baker Mayfield. But now it seems like he's not even going to get that chance. Wow. Wow. Damn, damn, damn. Baker Mayfield. An unfortunate ending to his story that, once again, we were a little right about, right? But here we are. Maybe we should have waited 15 years before we even started to talk about Baker Mayfield, right? Right? Okay. All right. That's the sports talk y'all want once every 15 years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And let's go into this. We'll hear... We'll hear some quotes here, but Pete Carroll on Seahawks quarterback situation says, quote, I don't see us making a trade for anybody. Yeah, they're kind of feeling good. Maybe they're already looking at next year's draft class. Maybe there's a quarterback that's going to wow them this year, get big buzz for next year. Have we ever had really two bad quarterback draft classes back-to-back -back years? Is this just a lull year? Are Panthers and the Saints, uh, Panthers and the Seahawks playing big brain 40 chess? Well, we don't need to be good this year. So if we aren't good this year, we can get a good pick for a quarterback next year. Baker Mayfield's not it. Mm, not great. But let's see what we get here. Let's see what Pete Carroll is saying. And let's see if uh, Baker Mayfield is truly out of the running for being the starting quarterback of the Seahawks this year. So here we go. 
Russell Wilson left for Denver and left Seattle with a quarterback conundrum. The free agency frenzy came and went, and so did the 2022 NFL Draft. And the Seahawks never made a splash, and head coach Pete Carroll doesn't see that happening in the future either, says, quote, we're always competing. I'm not saying anything you don't think I was going to say, but un- but fortunately, that's always been the way we've operated, and it fits again. So we're looking. I don't see us making a trade for anybody at all. I don't see that happening, but we're certainly going to continue to be open to chances to help our club, and meanwhile, we're just going to be battling and competing our tails off. There's always possibilities, so we keep open to that. So, all right, leaving the door open, which is smart. Which is smart. Obviously, you know, Pete Carroll doesn't want to come out and be like, yeah, we're still kind of looking. Drew Locke, we know, isn't the guy. We know we can't really win with them, so we're, you know, keeping our options open. So, you know, Pete Carroll being a good coach, you know, not knocking his current players, but still leaving the door open a tad, and he's kind of walking that fine line very, very, very well. So, shout out to Pete Carroll. That's a really good quote right there, but it does leave the door open for Baker Mayfield a tad, a tad. Here we go. Lead up to the second quote. We get this. Carroll was also asked if there was perhaps a free agent quarterback out there the Hawks would look, would look to bring in. If there is, Carroll wasn't revealing anything, saying, quote, there's no chance I'm going to tell you anything more than what I just told you, but I love you for trying. Honestly, we're going to keep looking and seeing what's available, but only to help our club and to try to make us better. If the case presents itself, we're going to be ready for it. So, all Alrighty, truly keeping the door open for Baker Mayfield. Maybe this isn't 100% closed on Baker Mayfield. Maybe he can go the backup route. But the fact that the draft, well, the free agency came and went. Draft came and went. We're now... You know, in the week after the draft where, all right, the dust is starting to settle. What do we truly have? What do we truly don't have? Let's get it all figured out now. This week, next week are truly going to be two pivotal key weeks for Baker Mayfield. And unfortunately for him, it's Friday on week one after the draft. Ugh. Ugh. Maybe only kind of one more week, really, to get picked up before you may fade into oblivion. So... Pete Carroll keeping the door open, but uh, uh, not looking that great. All right, and we're going to finish up with this right here. We're going to finish up with, uh, let's get excited. Uh, Maybe some things. Uh, Yeah, we can. Yeah, okay, here we go. A little bit of uh, quick stories uh, to cover here. Now, we've been knocking a lot of people here. But let's get excited about a team. And once again, every single time we hear about this team, we are just loving it more and 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 more. Because now we're getting our first look, our first look at the Eagles in action. And here it is. First look at AJ Brown in an Eagles uniform. Here he is. No pads. Once again, just some light work out here, running routes. Catching a ball, looking great. Eagles special effects, I mean, making this video, this 10-second nonsense clip of just a random, random workout right here. Making it look good. Loving it. A.J. Brown is going to fit in perfectly here with the Eagles. And it doesn't just stop with this one-second video right here because we get this. A.J. Brown, I'm playing with Jalen Hurts. We get the quote, I'm going to go above and beyond for this team and him. 
Whoa, big energy. Everybody on the same page. AJ Brown wanting to be wanting to go above and beyond. Not wanting to be mediocre. Not wanting to just be great. Wants to be great and then some for the team and for Jalen Hurts. But there's more. Cause now we get it by Jalen Hurts. Quote, it's my opportunity. It's my team. So I'm ready to go. Everybody knows Jalen Hurts is gonna be the starting quarterback for the Eagles. Nick Sirianni did not draft a quarterback. Did not say, hey, we're still looking or bring in another quarterback. It's um, Gardner Minshew, still a backup, and that's great to have on the team. Just a really good, solid backup. So everybody's in on Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni has said he's the guy. Jalen Hurts knows he's the quarterback, and we know from Brian Flores and Tua, yeah, you need to make sure your quarterback truly knows he is the guy, whether he is or isn't. You must just say it. For the confidence sake, for the team's sake, and Jalen Hurts knows it right here. It's my opportunity. It's my team. So I'm ready to go. Watch out for Jalen Hurts to pop off year two, baby. Loving this Eagles team. Loving Jalen Hurts. But there's more. There's more. Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith is excited to learn from A.J. Brown saying, quote, anytime you play football, you watch all the different receivers just seeing what everybody has in their toolbox. So we got Devontae Smith who had an exceptional year one and now going alongside A.J. Brown. More freedom. Two true tier one wide receivers on the same team. Can't really double them both. Nick Sirianni, a great smart offensive mind. Dual threat offense with the run and passing game. Jalen Hurts having all the confidence in the back ability of his team and his playmakers and his receivers. All gushing over him. It's all coming together here, folks. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. I am bleeding green, folks. Eagles. Eagles, 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 loving everything about this team, folks. Loving this Eagles team. I don't know if we're bigger on any other team than this Eagles team currently, folks. Loving everything about it. Nick Sirianni, year two. Jalen Hurts, year two. Devontae Smith, year two. And now with A.J. Brown making this offense more deadly, more dangerous than it's already been. Sheesh. Yes, folks. Love it. Eagles, folks. Eagles. Know the name. Know the team. All right, and then some quicker stories right here. And I don't get this one, folks. Once again, double standards, contradicting yourself. Why we have to come here every single day to kind of keep something straight. No revisionist history, keeping everything straight, and making sure we're all on the same page a little bit. So let's go back. Lamar Jackson, last offseason, was kind of playing pickup basketball. Once again, y'all hated that. Y'all said, oh, you cannot do that. You're risking your health. You're a dual threat quarterback. You can't risk your legs. ACL, MCL, Achilles. You are going to get injured. You cannot play pick up basketball in the offseason. You should be strictly resting, not moving, getting ready for the next year. That was y'all. That was y'all. I never agreed with that. We're supposed to just, once again, we cannot... And I understand it. Injuries are truly unfortunate, but we're just supposed to live with the threat of potentially an injury? Once again, y'all don't want Josh Allen to run? Sean McDermott doesn't want Josh Allen to run anymore because he doesn't want him to get injured? You're going to you're gonna hold Josh Allen back? You're going to hold him back because maybe, potentially, possibly, he may, may or not get injured? 
I, I think, I think that's just the wrong way to go about it, folks. We should not be worried about a potential injury. It will suck if it happens, but is it going to happen? Because there's also a lot of people that don't get injured. Yes, there are people that do get injured, but there's also people that don't get injured their entire career. It's possible, folks. So living in this little bubble world, I don't agree with it at all. So y'all were knocking Lamar Jackson for playing pickup basketball. In the offseason. But now, now y'all are clamoring over this. Like NFL, the NFL account, the official NFL account. I see all the comments, other NFL accounts like Bleacher Report and all the other ones. They're all saying the same thing. They want to see a true competitive race between wide receiver DK Metcalf and wide receiver Tyreek Hill to see who the true fastest, the true fastest, number one fastest wide receiver in the league is. Y'all want these two athletes to train and have an actual competitive race? Potential hamstring pull while warming up. These players are going to go balls to the wall on this race. You think they're going to be talking all this stuff and not give it their all? They know this would kind of hold a lot of stake. Tyreek Hill wants to be the number one fastest wide receiver. So does DK Metcalf. That title will hold a lot of weight. You don't think they'd be trying their absolute hardest in that kind of 40-yard race? potential injury there but y'all did not want Lamar Jackson playing pickup basketball but y'all want to give the green light to DK Metcalf and Tyreek Hill preparing for a competitive race where there's value involved money exchange and a title involved I don't get it folks NFL says this gotta get the DK Metcalf first cheetah race on the books ASAP ASAP in the offseason when it could potentially ruin their this season because they get injured preparing or in during this race. But Lamar Jackson can't play pickup basketball because he may get injured. But y'all want to see the race? When there's money involved, Tyreek Hill's talking about putting up 50000 And also the designation of fastest number one wide receiver in the league. I don't get it, folks. Sometimes y'all are just uh, completely opposite, and I don't get it. I don't want to see this race. I don't need to see this race. I know Tyreek Hill's the fastest. Yes, DK Metcalf is fast. Do we need an official race to truly prove it in a non-game situation when it really doesn't matter? That's why you don't see track athletes transitioning to the NFL because it's different. It's different levels of speed. Didn't you see DK Metcalf? Didn't DK Metcalf go out on a um on a um uh, a track and field event and finish like six because he's not fast? It's different speed. So what would this race tell us? Absolutely nothing. And it also has all the possibility of setting up severe injuries, severe hamstring injuries that can hobble your entire career. But y'all want to get this on the books as soon as possible? The hell is going on, folks? I don't want to see this race. I don't need to see this race. Both these quarter, uh, both these wide receivers are fast. Tyreek Hill is faster. We know this. Ty, uh, DK Metcalf is never chalking up the deuces. Once DK Metcalf chalks up the deuces while mid-running when there's defensive players ahead of him, then maybe he could be the fastest quarterback in the league. But until that happens, this race will tell us nothing. Stop it that we need to see this race. I don't need to see this race. I don't want to see this race. It would do nothing for me, folks. So, um, I, it's just, once again, double standards. Double standards. I'm calling out double standards. Everyone's contradicting themselves. Here we are. I am calling it all out. <laughs> Here I am calling it all out. 
So just real interesting. I don't want to see this race. I hope the race doesn't happen. If they want to just talk about it, because they've been talking about it for about a year. I mean, this goes back to la like this season. Um, once DK Metcalf chased down the pick six, that's really when it all kind of came about. So if it's just talk, that's fine. But now we got the NFL actively promoting it. Uh uh, drawing money, they'll do anything for money. They have the entire schedule release uh, throughout a whole week. Next week, the schedule release of the NFL is trickled throughout the entire week so the NFL can make money, folks. It's a business. They're all about making money, and it could potentially get two great wide receivers injured because they want to make money. All right, folks. All right. All right, here we go. Final two things to go over quickly. We touched upon this earlier, but here it is. Debo Samuel is back to following the Niners on Instagram. Does that tell us anything? Yeah, maybe. We saw Kyler Murray refollow everybody on the Arizona Cardinals, and that seems to be squashed. Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback this season. Absolutely. Debo Samuel doing the same thing here. He's going to be a, uh, you know on the 49ers this year. Next year is where it will get interesting. Once again, it's always kind of a year behind. Russell Wilson speaks out, squashes it. He's the quarterback this year, and then next year he moves to Denver. So, Debo Samuel, Kyler Murray, we're going to know more next year. They're not going anywhere this year, but next year they could definitely move. So, we'll keep an eye out on that. And then the final thing right here, and this man puts it absolutely right. This is this man is right, folks. This man is right. <clears throat> but here we go. We get Antonio Brown. He slams Colin Kaepernick. And once again, he is right. This is what Antonio Brown says. He says, quote, he don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. He did all that and took the money and then got the commercial. We don't see him outside. All that's cap. You took the money, the commercials. We don't see him in the hood. So basically what we've been saying, Colin Kaepernick will never play in the NFL again. He signed the NDA. Um, you know, he, he took the money, like Antonio Brown says, he signed the NDA. We don't know how much money he got from being blackballed from the league, which was true. That's why the NFL made him sign the NDA. We don't know how much money he got. He got the commercial. He got the Netflix deal that compared the NFL owners in the draft to slavery of bidding on, you know, African-American men and, you know, uh, having them work for you and you own them because you drafted them and they're under contract. I don't agree with any of that, uh, but that's what he compared. The NFL knows this. This is a game. This is a song and dance. It's every offseason. Oh, Colin Kaepernick's going to play. Oh, Colin Kaepernick is working out. Colin Kaepernick is sending representatives to the teams to, you know, try to get it. And what happens? Nothing happens. He signed the NDA. I can almost guarantee in that NDA it says he can never play in the NFL again. He knows this. The NFL knows this. The owners most likely know this as well. But they play the game because it's in Engaging because everybody talks about Colin Kaepernick. They also talk about the NFL in that light. So the NFL, once again, making money, getting publicity, same old, same old thing, folks. It's easy to see through. And Colin, uh, Antonio Brown puts it exactly that. He took the money. He got the commercials. He's not truly about what he says. He does not practice what he preaches, folks. He's not practicing what he preaches, and we see that every year. So. Um, I, I think a lot of people are against Antonio Brown, but I mean, this is exactly what he's doing. I, I, I don't understand how this is not clearer. He signed an NDA, folks. He got paid from the league. Yes. Yes. 
If he was truly about it, he wouldn't have taken their money He because he can't talk about it. That's what an NDA is. You can't talk about it. So if you can't talk about it, you can't bring awareness to it, you're not going to fix anything. And Colin Kaepernick knows what he did. And I'm not blaming him. I'm taking the money. You present me with money. I may be a whole different person. I don't know how I would, re how I would react to life-changing money that I know Colin Kaepernick got. So... All right, that's what it is. Antonio Brown calling it like it is, and maybe the sanest thing the man has ever said. <laughs> we all know Antonio Brown, uh, you know, not the, uh, I mean, I'm not knocking mental health or mental wellness or anything, but we know maybe not the most stable person. Maybe not. Maybe so. Maybe he is. Maybe Antonio Brown's the sanest person that there is, and this quote kind of proves it. He don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. I, would, I wouldn't agree with that. I don't know if Colin Kaepernick was trash. I don't agree with that. But he don't want to play, man. He was trash, everything. He did all that and took the money and then got the commercial. We don't see him outside. All that's cap. You took the money, the commercials. We don't see him in the hood. So I think that's the sanest thing he's ever said. Alrighty, folks, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Some good news over here, folks. It seems like we may be able to do the show at noon Eastern every single day still, which is fantastic. Now, um, a little bit behind the scenes. I am going to be uh, breaking for this company, We The Hobby, here locally. We're starting today, folks, at Whatnot, at We The Hobby. Go to Whatnot, at We The Hobby. I'm going to be there most nights, uh, probably talking 7 p.m., 3 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to be breaking sports cards. So if you're in that, you love sports talk, you love sports cards, head over to Whatnot.com. Go to at We The Hobby. We're going to be breaking live sports cards. So come, come win some cards, folks. Come buy some cards. Come get lucky. If you love sports cards and all that, I'm going to be headed over there but i'm still gonna be doing takes by fans folks and it seems like our, our 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 start time of noon eastern is most likely gonna stay in play which is gonna be absolutely fantastic so that's what's been going on over here of why uh we've uh what did we miss like two days little uh little wonky over the last week and a half two weeks but noon every single day seeming like it's still gonna happen which is fantastic so takes by fans at noon we the hobby at we the hobby on whatnot. If you're interested in all that, I'll be there, folks. Come and come at me. You can come at me on there. I'll be there. So, alrighty, folks. But we're gonna get out of here for today. Great to catch right back up with y'all. NBA playoffs re-tipping off tonight. A lot of craziness happening in the NFL. Whoa, the Raiders just released a brief statement that team president Dan Ventrell is no longer with the team. No reason was given. Second president to leave in under a year. Oh, interesting. Is something big going to break on this Raiders team? Nobody leaves for no reason, folks. Wow, more interesting news. This offseason just keeps on giving, folks. Alrighty, but we'll be back whenever that breaks, whenever that news breaks, folks, we'll talk about it, absolutely. But we're going to be back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, hopefully, hopefully, but we'll be back, folks. Live noon Eastern every single day. We'll see you then. Have an absolute great one, and uh, let's rein it in a little bit on Trey Lance. Yes, folks, a little bit, a tad bit, yes, yes. All right, folks, have an absolute great one, and we'll see you tomorrow.